What is going on, brothers? Welcome back to another episode of Porn in the Gospel. I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and I'm glad to be back here with you. Wanted to to uh, record this podcast this morning, uh, really all based off of a conversation that I had with a gentleman this week. But before I get into that, I'm going to uh, just want to let you know, um, just again, if you haven't signed up for the full Natural Porn Killer course, you can do that. It's free, completely free, 100% free. Uh, you can do that at naturalpornkiller.com. Uh, again, it's a six-week course. You will. It's over fifty some odd lessons on uh, just like gospel focused on how men, uh, Christian men, find freedom from pornography. And then I've had several people reach out to me asking about the men's group, like the online community. That is going to be a lot more interactive. So we're going to have weekly calls. Uh, it's going to be updated constantly. Uh, we're going to do live streaming, things like that. So that's going to probably be coming in May or June. It's just going to take a little bit of time. I'm, I need uh, some space to create create all the things that I want in there. And I'm also doing some research on like the like the best online communities. It's not going to be in hosted in Facebook, but it is going to be hosted on a software. So looking into that, but I will make everyone aware when this is available. And yeah, so let's get right into this. I, I was... I receive, again, if you want to email me, you can email me at spencer at naturalpornkiller.com. I do read every single email that comes to me. Uh, I will respond uh, if you have questions. Uh, but I got I received an email recently from a brother in Christ, and he was just asking me if if I would hop on the phone with him, if I would have a call with him, he didn't, he didn't really have anybody to talk to and wanted to, wanted to chat. And so I said, sure. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's schedule something. So he gave me his phone number. I gave him a call this week, actually on my way home from work, I was in the car and I called this brother. And, uh, so shout out to you, Glenn, if you're listening to this, uh, got on the phone with Glenn and we just started chatting and, and, you know, Listen, however many people listen to this podcast, he he's struggling the same way that so many of you are, that that I was for so long. He's struggling in the same way, seems to be trapped. Something that resonated with him, I believe I recorded a podcast maybe a year and a half ago or so, uh, and it's called You Can Be Saved But Still Be a Slave. So he he feels that way. He feels trapped in this cycle uh, of pornography, then like shame and guilt, and then kind of getting back to normal, what we call the status quo. And then from status quo goes trigger, uh, you know, again, acting out, and then he finds himself in shame. So he's never quite free. Now, he may resist for a period of time, but then he goes right back to it. And he's been doing this for years and years and years. And this, this brother's, you know, in his mid thirties. And I just started thinking, so I'm going to tell you more about this conversation as we go, but I just started thinking about, okay, you know, how many, how many brothers in Christ out there are struggling in the same way? And I know there are so many and I, and there's all kinds of research that's been done on the Christian community as to how much pornography consumption is done out there. The crazy thing is, is that most of this research is self-reported. And so how many, 
how many brothers in Christ, how many Christians are really willing to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm struggling, even on a survey. Like the fear is, the fear is that even if you put something in a survey, an anonymous, quote unquote, anonymous survey, you're going to be found out. This is the fear. And so that fear drives behavior, right? Emotions drive behaviors. And so I just pulled up some some of the more recent research that I found. I've got a whole study that the Barna Group did. I believe I got that back in 2019. It was a new study, maybe in 2019 or 2020. But um, this one comes from uh, another survey that the Barna Group did. It said that 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women reported watching porn at least once a month. 64%. So, brother, I, and I hope this is not the case, but when you walk in your church, whatever size it is, whether it's a mega church, small church, whatever, a, over half of your brothers in Christ there are struggling with the same thing you are. We don't, we don't want to believe that. And and listen, I I pray that that's not the case. I pray that. In your church, you have a group of men who are serious about fighting sin. And so it's not just swept under the rug and never spoken about, never talked about. I hope that it's brought out into the light and confessed, and uh, there's help coming through your church. Like your church has absolutely a path to take people, and it's not just kind of outsourced to some, hey, go get therapy or something like that. But on average— According to the survey, 64% of Christian men are watching porn at least one month, once a month. A 2008 study by the Institute of, for, an Institute for the Study of Labor found that religious individuals, now I don't really know what that means, but religious individuals were 19% less likely to consume pornography than non-religious individuals. However, the study also found that religious individuals who do consume porn tend to view it more frequently than their non-religious counterparts. That's interesting. A 2016 Barnes Group survey found that among Christian men who have viewed porn in the, in the past year, 45% said they do so at least once a week. In that same survey, Christian men were said to were more likely to say they struggle with porn than any other issue in life, including anger, anxiety, and depression, with 21% saying they struggled with it often or all of the time. A 2019 Barna, Barna Group study found that 53% of pastors said they had viewed porn in the past, while 49% said they had viewed it in the past year. Now, I know that some of you listening are pastors. I know this because I hear from you, and I know that some of you listening are in ministry. And so, brother, I, I want you to hear me. I've got, like, my heart is for you. I have empathy for you. I have been there, and I know the struggle, the struggle of people looking up to you to lead them, spiritually lead them, and yet you are having a difficult time leading yourself. I know this, but I want to, I want to make this connection from the word of God. Okay. I want to make a connection with 
Glenn, who I spoke with, because I'm going to get further into this story just a little bit. We spoke probably for 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes. I'm going to get into a little bit more of his story. But I want you to see this connection. So I'm going to read from Psalm 119. And, and this these two verses were my reading the literally the day, the next morning when after I had my conversation with Glenn. These were the passages that I opened up that morning. I mean, I'm I'm doing my own study through the book of Psalms, and I'm just I'm in Psalm 119. This is these were the verses 97 and 98. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Verse 98. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. So I want you to see the connection. He could say, the psalmist could say, I love your law or I love your word. I love your word, Lord, because it's my med meditation all the day. There's the connection. The connection is I'm thinking about and I'm meditating on your word, what he says all the day. And that's caused me to love it. Like the more I think about it, the more I love it. The more I think about it, the more I hold it in a high regard. The more I see you for who you are. And then verse 98, he goes, I want you to see the connection here. Your commandments or your law, your word makes me wiser than my enemies. For it is ever with me. So when I'm meditating and when I'm loving your law, when I'm loving your law and meditating on it, and it's ever with me, guess what? The enemy doesn't have a chance. Doesn't have a chance. And listen, the Lord, this is, he's speaking to us, brothers. Like he is speaking to us. And so let me tell you, let me go on with my story with Glenn. So we had this phone conversation and he was telling me about some, some like his personal past growing up. And let me tell you, there's nothing in that story that would say, hey, this was a healthy environment for a young boy to grow up in. Like it was a dysfunctional family by his own admission. He struggles with abandonment issues, right? So all of these things, all of these things come from his past growing up. And I want to say like 0% of us, none of us have had the perfect childhood and we're not the perfect parents. If you're a parent, you're not a perfect parent. I haven't had a perfect, hadn't had perfect parents. So we all have these wounds from childhood, these things that we struggle with, right? So these wounds of, of commission things that were done to us that shouldn't have been done to us or wounds of omission things that should have been done to us that weren't done to us right we should have all had fathers who told us how much they loved us at all times but we probably didn't have that but i want you to see the connection because when i i stopped glenn we were in this conversation i said okay let, let's let's leave this stuff for right now i want to come back to a question i just want to ask you about current day I said, Glenn, tell me about your spiritual life. Like, I want you to tell me about your spiritual life. Tell me, um, this is what I want to know. If you were brutally honest, how many times in a month or a week or whatever you want to say, how often do you spend in the word of God thinking about it, 
praying through it, journaling about it, meditating on it, studying it. How often do you spend doing that? If you're just brutally honest. So he sat there and he goes, oh, wow. Well, you know, if I'm brutally honest, if I'm, you know, just really honest with you, probably once or twice a month. And I, you know, so I said, well, okay. I pinpointed a major problem. This is a major problem. So, but before I dive into that, let me ask you another question. I want you to tell me how often, maybe how many hours a month or hours a week or whatever, how many times do you consume media? Like how often are you consuming media? And this could be TV. This could be social media. This could be podcasts, like unrelated to biblical truth or whatever. And of course, his answer was, what do you think it was? It's probably a hundred times more than he consumes the word of God. So I said, let me, Glenn, let me go ahead and tell you, here is the issue. Here is the problem. Let's, let's put away all of the stuff from your past, which is, which has informed the way you think about yourself and it absolutely drives your behavior, but let's think about what you're doing to renew your mind now. And you're not doing anything. And so if I have stories from my past that are telling me I'm worthless, that I have been abandoned, I asked Glenn, I said, Glenn, what does God's word say about your position in Christ? What does it say about who you are in Christ? How are you going to know what God thinks about you if you were never looking into his mind, which is found in the word of God? If you're not growing in your knowing of him, and the truth is, he won't ever know. Like he will continually play, and you and I will continually play the same stories that keep us stuck in this circle of insanity, in this pornography trap that we're in, if we're not having our minds renewed by the Word of God. Like we are being conformed to the world if we're consuming a hundred times more media. Now, and this is, and what I told Glenn, I was like, this is not a good works type of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to read my Bible. This is a check mark. I'm getting a check mark. No, no, no. This is desperately needing to know what God says of you. This is desperately needing to know. I need to know who God is. Like, I need to be reminded of the gospel every single day. I need to preach the gospel to myself every single day. I, I don't even want to wait for Sunday morning for my pastor to teach me the word of God, which I love my pastor. And he does a phenomenal job of like expository preaching of the word, which I love, but man, I need to feed myself. I need to feed myself. So this is a question I've started asking myself after that conversation. And that was just this week in, in reading these verses. Like I started thinking how much biblical illiteracy is in the church today. And it's too much. And so I started thinking, well, what would happen? What would happen if each man learned how to handle the word of truth in the right way? What, what would happen if every man started consuming more of God's word than he does the culture, social media? And listen, I, I'm on social media. I will be watching March Madness. 
But this is what would happen. Men would start killing habitual sin like porn and masturbation from their life. If you spend more and more time in the Word, you will start figuring out how to combat the lies of the enemy. It will make you wiser than your enemy. They would, These men, you, brother, you would find true joy and satisfaction. You would start making the best use of your time. You would love your wife and your friends with deeper affection. You would also have deeper empathy for people. You would lead your children in the knowledge of the truth. You would lead others to Christ. You would take great risks and accomplish great things for the glory of God. You would bear your brother's burdens while also paying very careful attention to your own soul. You would stop drifting away from the truth. You would find God multiplying your efforts and supernaturally providing results in your life. You would stop caring what the world thought about you. You would be comforted in distress. You would find yourselves transformed by the renewing of your minds and not conformed to the patterns of this world. But the sad part is, is like this is not normal in the church for men in the church today. Habitual studying of God's word is not, I'm convinced, is not the norm. And so I pulled up some stats from different places of like how often people read their Bible. And according to a 2020 survey conducted by the American Bible Society, 42% of American adults said they read their read the Bible at least three or four times a year, while 33% said they rarely or never read it. According to a survey conducted by Barna Group in 2019, American Christians reported spending an average of 4.4 hours a day engaging with social media or with media, which includes watching TV, browsing the internet, listening to music, and using social media. This is slightly less than the national average of 5.4 hours a day. Now, before we start placing ourselves in one of these categories and either feeling good about ourselves or feeling bad about ourselves, that's not the point of what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to get across to you is, brother, if you want to fight sin and you want to find freedom from pornography and masturbation, this thing that has kept you trapped for years and decades, if you want to be a leader in your home, a leader at work, if you want to see the Lord do amazing things in your life, then I want to encourage you. I want to beg you. I want to beg you. Make it your daily ambition to spend time alone with the Lord in his word. Just spend time alone with him in his word. I cannot give you, I cannot give you any better advice than that. Like, yes, in in the course that I created, there's a lot of different things that you can go through. There's a lot of different practical tips and tactics that you can take, right? Like, like I talk a, a lot about different things like, hey, here are some trigger zones. Here are some, here are some 
good habits that you can start forming, but there's nothing better. There's nothing better for the man of God than to be ruthlessly committed to spending time with the Lord. And listen, do not negotiate with yourselves. Don't give yourself an out. Well, I'm not a morning person. Well, I'm not an evening person. Well, I don't have the time. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to read. I don't know what to study. We have zero excuse, like zero. There's no excuse. I, I, I refuse to listen to it. So my advice to Glenn walking out of that conversation was, brother, 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 let me implore you. Put down your phone. Put down social media. Stop watching sports at least for 30 to 30 minutes to one hour each day. Devote yourself to just sitting alone with the Word of God. Now, there are fantastic resources for people, for men, for you. If you truly want to, if you truly want to find freedom, there's incredible resources out there that help you understand the word of God. Like one that I, that I would recommend if you're just, just getting into this, just trying to figure out how to interpret the word of God, or you coming across difficult you know, passages. There's a, an app called the enduring word app, enduring word, I think is what it is. And it has a commentary in there for every single verse in the Bible. And, and from what I can tell in reading it, it's faithful to to the correct interpretation and it's pulling from different commentaries. So I, I would like, if I were very much a beginner, I would start there. I would go and find somebody who's wiser than I am, more mature than I am spiritually. And I would ask them, how do you study the Bible? Like this is discipleship 101, like a discipleship 101. It blows my mind. It blows my mind as I look back on my life, that I did not take this as seriously as I should have. And so even this morning, as I was praying and reading, I was just thanking God for the grace and for his grace in my life. And I was just telling him like, Lord, if it weren't for your restraining power in my life, I would go the wrong way every single day. If it weren't for your grace in waking me up if it weren't for your grace in giving me this desire to know you, then I would I would drift away. Brothers, you all, if you've heard my story from 2013, this is where I would be. Uh, I would I would be in a pit somewhere. So I want to encourage you, brothers. Like it, you could listen to this one podcast episode and be done. I don't I don't know if I have anything. Any like anything more important I could ever tell you in my life. And so I'm going to beat this drum over and over. It's going to be the war cry of this podcast, of anything that I ever do to help brothers. It's like I'm just we're just going to take honest assessments. We're going to tell the truth. Like this is the code. We're going to live by the code, and the code is tell the truth. Stop lying to yourself. And for those of you who are out there who are thinking about Glenn and Glenn said, I read the Bible once or twice a month. And you think, well, boy, I'm better than Glenn because I read it, you know, five times a month or I read it every week or whatever. Forget it. Forget it. If you're struggling with porn and you haven't found 
fullness and joy in Christ apart from porn, then we need to read it some more. We need to study it some more. We need to meditate it on some more. We need to memorize it some more. Like you and I both do. Like I will never stop because I know how sinful I am. I know how sinful I am. Like I will drift away the moment I take my eyes off Christ. And so I have to be reminded of the gospel every single day and every moment of the day. All right, brothers, that's it for this episode. I will be back with another one shortly.